0: Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow. Implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. Welcome back. In my previous podcast episode, I talked about why I don't like smart goals for direct sellers. And I gave you an overview of the goal achieving system that I created for direct sellers, and I call it Drive Goals. As I was thinking about what I should talk about in the next episode, I realized that I jumped the gun a little bit when I started talking about goal setting, and I didn't want you to get the impression that goal setting is a one-step process because it's not. In fact, setting a goal is actually the second step of the system that I teach. So in this episode, I'll explain the three-part system that I teach so that you can achieve your goals. The first step is to create a vision for what you want. And when I teach this to direct sellers, I like to have them create a vision board. Because vision boards are so visual and podcasts are auditory, I'm not going to get into all the ins and outs of a vision board on this episode. But I will explain some of the elements that you should have in your vision board, why they're so much more than a fun art project and how to use them. Our brains think in images. When you dream, you dream in images. When you read, images come to your mind. I live in Southern California and I live really close to Disneyland. and in the evening around 9:30 we can hear the fireworks and when I hear them, I picture them. Disneyland was built on an orange grove in Anaheim, and when they built it, they didn't build it with the same vision they built Disney World with. So Disneyland is squishier than Disney World, and there's not as much space in Disneyland for backstage areas as there is in Disney World. So when they're putting things together, sometimes they have to put them together off-site. When they're putting together a new parade, They use a neighborhood that's near us so they can practice the parade because the street that they practice it on is about as long and wide as Main Street is in Disneyland. So we like to go down and watch the process. They like to make it as real as possible, so they even bring in things like popcorn carts to the neighborhood so they can get the timing down of everything from the parade performers to the vendors before the parade. Disney is known for its floats. And one of the floats that they brought in for the practice parade was a giant elephant who was dressed up for a fancy tea or for opening day at the races. It was wearing a hat that was tilted off to the side and was covering one ear, and it had lots of pink and red feathers and flowers in it. And then they had tap dancers in a circle surrounding the elephant float. And while they were dancing, there wasn't any music. All you could hear were the rhythms and the beats from their shoes. And it was pretty amazing because they all stayed in step even though some of them were facing backward as they walked the parade route. So can you picture all that? Can you see the float and the dancers? Now this story is totally made up. I do live close to Disneyland, but I don't know where they practice the parades. I told you this story because I want you to see how your brain can conjure up images to support your thoughts. Maybe you pictured a quiet neighborhood street with single family houses that were built in the 50s. Or maybe you pictured a neighborhood street with townhouses and stores or houses with stucco and clay roof tiles. You might have smelled the popcorn and pictured people lining the streets with kids sitting on the curb waiting for the parade to start. You probably pictured the elephant float and added the elements I mentioned to your image, like the hat that was tilted to the side with the feathers and the flowers in it, and the dancers surrounding the float. You might have heard music, but then when I mentioned that dancers didn't have music, you switched to just the sounds of their tap shoes. And if you didn't do that while I told the story, you probably did it while I explained the point of the exercise. Your vision is so important because your success starts and stops with your vision. You won't go beyond your vision. If you have a small vision for your success and progress, that's all you'll get. If you have an endless vision, your success is limitless. Your goal is just part of your vision. It's just a milestone. If you stand on the beach and look out to the horizon, you'll see what looks like the edge of the earth. But if you get into a boat and you row out to the horizon, the horizon continues on and you'll never get to the edge of it. You can set a goal to get to the first point on the horizon that you saw from the beach. And then when you get to that point, you'll see a new horizon. You'll see an expanded vision. And this new vision might have islands on it that you couldn't see before. Success in your business means progress. And that means your vision should be constantly expanding and evolving. If you stand in a forest, your vision is limited. That's where they get the saying, you can't see the forest through the trees. When the trees are right in front of you, you don't have any idea of how big the forest is. Your vision allows you to see the big picture and your goal helps you break your vision down into manageable pieces. Your desire creates your vision. Maybe you joined direct sales because you didn't like your job and you wanted more flexibility and you wanted to spend more time with your family. Your desire created your vision of a solution, which became a goal and you set a goal to earn a certain amount of income so that you could leave your job. You had a vision of being able to go to your kids' school functions without having to ask off work. You had a vision of going out to lunch with your friends and being home when your kids got home from school. You had a vision of having calm mornings rather than rushing around trying to get yourself and your kids out the door on time. You saw this scenario in your mind, even if it's just started out as blurry shadows. Your vision made sending messages during your lunch break, working on your business instead of watching reality TV and getting up early on a weekend to go to vendor events worth it. When you left your job, you reached your goal and saw a new horizon and expanded your vision. Maybe your new vision includes helping other women do the same thing that you just did. Or maybe your new vision includes retiring your husband or being able to give him the freedom to pursue something else that means a pay cut for him, but he really wants to do it. Or maybe it includes taking care of your aging parents or moving to a bigger home. People often make two mistakes when they're creating a vision, or some call creating a vision, vision casting. The first is that they confuse their vision with a goal. Your goal isn't your vision. Your goal is a milestone along the way, and we'll talk more specifically about goals in a second. Your vision is a big picture. It's all-encompassing. It creates a feeling in you, and that feeling is really what you're working toward. And when you think about your vision, and when you look at your vision board, you should be stirring up that feeling. The goal is to start feeling the way you're going to feel when your vision becomes a reality. And the faster you can do that, the faster your vision will become a reality. Your vision is much more than just a goal. If your vision is to leave your job, it's much more than just leaving your job. It's much more than just replacing your income. It's about the feelings of accomplishment, the feelings of pride and self-sufficiency. It's about serving your family and having the life that you desire. The vision was created from the desire of what you want. And that desire was created by God, or if you prefer, the universe. And God doesn't let you desire things that he can't give you. Your goal is a stepping stone. And when you reach the goal, it's done. You move on. But your vision is never done. You'll never get to the end of it unless you block your own vision. If you get into a boat on the coast of California and you sail into the Pacific Ocean, the horizon is constantly changing. You're not going to reach a wall or an edge. You're going to continue to go until you eventually maybe get to Hawaii. But even when Hawaii comes into your sight, you'll be able to see beyond that goal. Your vision will continue to expand and evolve. When you confuse your vision with your goal, you limit yourself. You get so focused on the milestone that you stop thinking beyond it. And then when you reach your goal, you get stuck and you're usually disappointed because you thought there'd be more at the end of that. And you thought that you would feel differently when you got there. And those feelings are a result of limiting yourself, not looking beyond your goal and being willing to settle. And that leads us to the second mistake. The second mistake is limiting your vision. You won't ever be able to go farther than beyond what you can see. If your vision is narrow, you'll limit your success. Your vision extends beyond your goal and it's constantly changing. When your vision isn't big enough and you're just focused on the goal, you could be tempted to take shortcuts just to get to the goal. When you take a shortcut, you miss out on the journey. And I know it's cliche, but cliches are cliches because they're true. Your business isn't about reaching a goal. It's about doing the things that you get to do. It's about having the experiences and it's about becoming the person you become while you're building your business. Often shortcuts are short-sighted because you're too focused on the goal and those shortcuts sacrifice long-term success. Examples of this in your direct sales business might include actively recruiting kidnappers because you just need someone who's over 18, doesn't live in your house and is breathing to reach your goal of promoting or earning the trip. But often that one compromise leads to another because now you'll have to place orders under her to get the numbers or points that you need. And then after, and then after you reach your goal, you stop growing until you set another goal. If your goal was a title and you got there by recruiting kidnappers, good luck promoting to the next title because you're going to have a hard time turning those kidnappers into leaders and you probably need leaders to promote to the next title. But when you have a vision that's all-encompassing, your goal of a title is just a milestone along the way. And when you're in this for the long haul, you'll think, feel, and act in a way that aligns with your vision so that when you reach your goal, you set yourself up to continue to make progress. And on your way to reaching your goal, your vision expanded just like it did on the way to Hawaii. On your way to director, you saw the next title, and you saw more opportunities and more possibilities. If you're going for a title just to go for the title, or even just to get a pay raise, you're limiting your success, and you're going to be very disappointed when the glow of your new title wears off, and it will. When you have a vision of time and financial freedom, whatever that means to you, or you have a vision of a close-knit group of friends who are on the same mission as you, or being able to impact others, or being a role model for your kids and raising them to take risks and be confident, you'll work towards your title differently. You'll work to fulfill your vision and become the person who lives the vision, not just to get the title. You'll have some balance, and you'll attract people who think like you, and you'll have fun along the way, and you'll learn the lessons that you need to learn to become the person of your vision. And as you get closer to your goal, you'll expand your vision to the next title or to the next goal, and your initial goal will be a launching place to the next goal and not a destination. So the first step is to create a vision. Create a vision of what you want. Look ahead as far as you can see right now. Don't put a deadline on it. If you want to get to the top of your company and you want a house on each coast of the country, then put that on your vision board. And then think about why you want those things. How will those things make you feel when you have them? What will you be able to do because of them? What are the ripple effects of going towards your vision and having it become a reality? And visit your vision often. Visit it daily. Journal about it. Meditate on it. The more detail, the better. But when the details start to make you anxious, then back off of them and go more general. You don't have to pick out the paint colors of your coastal homes today, but if you want to, have at it. And if two months from now you decide you want different colors or you want your homes to be on different coasts, that's okay too. It's your vision. You're the creator of it. Right now, you might live in a two-bedroom apartment around the corner from your parents. And even though you have the desire to have two beach houses, You probably don't have any idea of how that would even be possible, especially when some months you struggle to make the rent. And I get that. But what I also know is that that desire wouldn't be in you if it weren't possible for you. If the idea of having beach houses excites you, then put that on your vision board and then think about why it excites you. Maybe it's a gathering place for you and your friends. Maybe it's a place for you and your team to do a retreat. Maybe you love the creativity that it sparks thinking about decorating from a blank canvas. Those are some pretty good feeling feelings. And when you operate from a place of feeling good, you get good results. You make decisions from a perspective of possibilities and not from a place of desperation. Over the summer, the lottery was over a billion dollars. So we bought a ticket. We bought just one ticket because one ticket is all you need, right? And that evening at sunset, We talked about all the things that we would do with the money that we were going to win. We were going to buy both of the girls' houses. We were going to buy ourselves a beach house, a house in wine country, and a condo in Annapolis. And then we would buy some investment properties, and Tad was going to quit his job and manage the investment properties and buy and sell classic cars. I was going to keep coaching because why not? I really like doing it, and I feel like I haven't accomplished everything I was meant to do with it yet. And we talked about giving a bunch of money to our favorite nonprofit and what they would be able to do with that money. And we talked about trips that we would take and friends that we would see and even small things that we would buy. I really want to get a refrigerator for the garage. And at the end of the conversation, Tad said it was worth the $2 to dream that big. But now all of those things are part of my vision, even though we didn't win the lottery. And I know enough to know that because I can imagine them, I can have them. And even though we didn't win the lottery, I still have that vision of our future life. And when I shared that vision with someone, she scoffed at it and she acted like I was crazy. And her reaction taught me not to waste my time sharing my vision with her anymore because it wasn't going to serve either of us. But it didn't cause me to downgrade my dreams. And when I'm not making the progress I want to make in my business or one of Tad's deals falls apart, it's still a bummer, but I don't focus on that. I focus on the possibilities. Your success starts and ends with your vision. Create a big vision for yourself and continue to look at it, continue to feel it, continue to go for it. Then step two is to create a goal that helps your vision become a reality. Your goal should be in alignment with your vision, but your goal isn't the end of your vision. It's just a milestone. I still don't like a timeline for your goal because I think that leads to compromises, and I think that causes you to overfocus on the goal and not on the big picture of your vision. I would rather have you have a way to measure your progress because when you measure your progress, you often see how your goal fits into your vision, and it helps you to know that you're on track. If your vision is to leave your job, your goal is probably an income amount. When your goal is part of your vision, you can measure your progress in terms of efforts and results you'll be able to see what's working, you'll be able to see what needs to be tweaked, and you'll be able to see what needs to be completely revamped. If your vision of your life without a job includes being a room mom, tucking your kids into bed at night, and having a purposeful morning routine for yourself, and you make enough money in your business to replace your income for your job by working all the time, always being on the phone, and feeling like you constantly have to motivate your team so you can reach your numbers, you're going to be very disappointed, and you'll probably end up having to go back to work. The last step of this three-part system is to create a plan to reach your goal, and you can use a plug-and-play cookie-cutter plan, but chances are that's not going to work. Those plans are usually too goal-focused, and they don't account for the big picture of your overall vision. If you've ever tried to follow a specific eating and exercise program to lose weight, you might have lost the weight that you wanted to lose, but if your plan didn't align with your vision for your lifestyle, the weight came right back on. So this brings us full circle. Your plan has to align with your vision. And because only you can create your vision, you have to be the one to create your plan. You and your direct selling bestie might be working toward the same goal, but you might have very different visions for your life and for your business. You might both be working toward director and you might want to be a director because you know that being a director is a milestone to upper level leadership. And your vision for your life includes traveling most of the year and you know that you'll be able to lead your team while you travel if you train your team to be independent, and you also know that an upper-level leadership title will give you the income that you want to fulfill your vision. Your bestie might want to be a director because she wants the perks it gives her, and she might want those perks as quickly as possible. She likes the idea of a slight pay raise, but she also loves her full-time career and she doesn't have plans to leave it. Recruiting anyone who is over 18, doesn't live in her house, and is breathing might be the way that she wants to do this. Hobbyists and kidnappers don't require a lot of attention and she won't have to do team meetings for them because they're not going to come anyway. And as long as she can keep meeting her numbers, she's totally good. But recruiting a bunch of hobbyists and kidnappers won't serve your vision and following her plan will actually set you back. And when both of you reach your goal of being director, each of your next goals will probably be very different from each other because your overall visions are very different. If you have a clear vision to travel most of the year, you're going to move on quickly to the next goal. If she doesn't have a clear vision of what she wants beyond being a director, then she might be content to stay where she is. Let me wrap this up by giving you a quick review. Everything starts with your vision, and you'll continue to update your vision and allow it to evolve and grow as you go. You'll choose a goal that aligns with your vision, and the drive goal system that I teach has that alignment built into it. And then you'll create a plan that aligns with your vision to reach your milestone goals. Your vision can never be too big and you can't visualize it too often. It's going to act like your guiding light. Some people call it a North Star. Some people call it their Dharma. And some people look at fulfilling their vision as a responsibility because that's why God created them. In any case, your business can be a vehicle to help you reach your vision. So as you can see, a vision board is much more than an art project. So go ahead and start thinking about what you want to put on your vision board. Don't put a timeline on it. And when you choose the things that you want to put on your vision board, really focus in on the feeling that they give you. You should feel good. You should feel inspired. You should feel ready to continue to grow and continue to set new milestone goals and keep working toward them. And if you have any questions about this or if you need any help with this, send me a DM or ask in the Facebook group. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you haven't already, leave a five-star review and tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, send me a DM. I'm at Northcutt on Instagram, and I love to hear from you and celebrate your success.